So today's message for our Table Talk series is called Rated M. M, obviously, is for marriage. And when I think about marriage, I think it's, it's for not just for, like, uh, those who are single or those who are like, thinking about getting married, but it's for all ages. That's why in this room here we have middle schoolers and high schoolers. And literally last week, someone in my high school said, on why the heck am I even going to be in this message? I'm not even thinking about marriage, right? I looked at them, I kind of I chuckled, and I kind of smiled, and I said, you know what? It's true. You're, you're definitely not thinking about it. But, you know, one day, if God's going to give it to you or this is an opportunity, you got to know more about it. We got to talk about it. You know, we live in a world today where people are married. Your, your, your parents are married. You know, your friends are married or different things. And it's just, it's, it's always a learning experience about marriage, you know. So here's the thing, though. I have something to really confess with you about, right? So we're going to talk about marriage, but I have no wisdom to give you about marriage. <laughs> Zero. I'm not even going to try. If I give you my wisdom, you're probably going to be single for longer, okay? <laughs> uh, if you're going to give you my wisdom, you're probably going to fight with your spouse. You're probably going to be more isolated, and you're probably going to block me on, 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 on Facebook for sure, okay? But when I think of, of wisdom, I know where to find it. And, and the, the best place to find it, okay, and uh, it's, it's, it's the place I go to all the time when I really want a burger, okay? And it's at In-N-Out, okay? And this is my source where I'm going to find out wisdom. You see, at In-N-Out, they, they started the same time as McDonald's in, uh, down in SoCal back in like, the 1940s, okay? Uh, In-N-Out now, they have about 305 stores that are not franchised. It's owned by the same family, okay? McDonald's, on the other hand, have over like 16,000 stores worldwide, okay? And so when I think of a burger, I think of like the bun, I think of the meat, I think of the quality, I think of the people, and it just makes me just drool right now. They, they're not open until 11 o'clock, so I would have gone one right now, but there's just no way, okay? So when I think of like a burger, I think of In-N-Out. It's, it's cheap, it's the quality, and it's great. And so sometimes I don't get an In-N-Out burger because I'm not nearby, so you know, I'll get like a Red Robin or a Counters or I'll go to like a mom and pop shop, but it always comes back to like in and out. This is what I compare it to. Like, this is the main source that I'm going to compare a burger to, right? And so if we're going to talk about wisdom and marriage, right, we got to go back to a source. What is the main source that's going to talk about marriage, right? And so if we're talking about a main source, right, and so I'm going to, uh, th- there's no in and out in here, okay, I promise you, okay? Um, the main source has to be the Bible. Right, it has to be the Bible, right? If we're going to talk about marriage, this is the main source that marriage has to come from with wisdom, right? And so if God and the Bible is the main source, right, then everything else around it is just a resource, okay? So books, you know, Ellen, uh, you know, Twitter, your friends' advice, you know, uh, school friends, but all those other resources. But when I want to know more about marriage and the wisdom of marriage, it's got to be in the Word. And so we're going to go in the Word, and, and for table talk, we're going to go into the book of Proverbs. Proverbs is really crazy. Uh, King Solomon, you guys know who he is. He is the son of David, and he, he prayed to God to say, hey, God, I want wisdom. God was like, since you're, since you're praying for this, I'm not going to give you wisdom. I'm going to give you everything else that comes with wisdom, too. So it is said that Solomon could actually hear animals speak and actually understand them. He could actually hear the leaves and the wind whisper and talk. Uh, it says that Solomon actually was one with the universe, which is kind of wild to me. And so when I think about knowledge, right, knowledge is great, but wisdom 
is the applicator of your knowledge. And a lot of times when we think about wisdom, it has to come from the Bible. And so we're going to talk about uh, the Bible. And here, here's my, my, my hook for today, for uh, our sermon today, right? It is that through marriage, the gospel is shown from Christ to the church, the unconditional love of Christ given to us. That's my hook for today. I'm not going to put it in the middle somewhere or at the end, but this is my hook. It says, through marriage, the gospel is shown from Christ to the church, the unconditional love of Christ given to us. And the key word in this statement is the word gospel. It has to be. And so when I think about the word gospel, there's a, a plethora of different words that comes with it. But when I think about this verse right here, I think about marriage. Marriage is a covenant. It's between a man and a woman. And it says in Genesis 2.22 that God made marriage, not man. God made marriage. And so I'm like, okay, if God made marriage, then who, who are we? How are we in this, 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 this great information of wealth? knowledge here. And we as a church in Ephesians 5.23, it says we are the church. It says that if Christ is, is to shown from Christ is to the church, we are the church. And lastly, this is what I, I, I just, I really enjoy, and it says at the end, it says, it says love. It says the unconditional love of Christ is given to us. In Romans 5.8, Jesus loves us so much that he came on the cross and he died for us. Now, when I think about what my dad told me a long, long time ago, that whomever I'm going to love that he'll love too. This is me before I knew Christ, before he knew Ichan, before he knew my children. He told me that he'll love anyone that I married. He kept his word. He definitely loves my wife, loves his grandchildren. And something else that I, I, I didn't intend to see to have, but I got to know Christ. I began to know his love. And if you met me before, I'm all about love. And I'll love you regardless if you love me back. That's just the truth. And I'll tell you that I love you and to my high schoolers, middle schoolers, I'll tell them, hey, I love them through text or verbally, and they'll look at me like, okay. Or they'll just ignore my text, or they'll just skip over that I told them that I love them. I'm not going to lie. It, it, it would be really nice to be, be, be reciprocated, like, the, hey, I, I love you too, or like, okay, yeah, that's weird. I'll talk to you later. But when I know that my love, my main source of love comes from God, I don't really care if you love me. Because I'm going to love you regardless if it's an action, if it's something I do for you, if it's a note. It's just the way that I want to carry myself to you because I'm carrying God. I'm carrying Christ. That's the love that I really want to show because I don't answer to you. I answer to him. And there's days when I come home after ministry, a long day, and I'm just, I'm just tired. I'm all loved out. Oh, I think I am. And then when I get home, you know, I see my daughter. I see my wife. I see, the, I, I see God. I see what he's doing. And so when I think about marriage, it has to come through this. Is that it's all around us, right? And I'm not going to pretend that marriage is something that is really easy to talk about. There's, marriage has so many things that it's going to circumference. Whether you're single, whether you're dating, um, whether you're married. And what happens after marriage? And I'm not going to say that it's, it's, it's just black or white. And we live in a culture and a world today where it is really confusing. And there's a lot of other resources to take from what marriage is, other sources of marriage where it is, and it gets really complicated. So today, we're going to talk about um, marriage in three angles, okay? Uh, we're going to talk about it as a single person, okay, as a married person, and what happens after marriage, okay? So 
There's a verse from uh, an author that I really like, and it's uh, a guy named uh, Tim Keller. And this is what he says about what marriage is in his book called The Meaning of Marriage. And it says this. It says, in any relationship, there will be frightening spells in which your feelings of love dry up. And when this happens, you must remember that the essence of marriage is that it is a covenant, a commitment, a promise of future love. So what do you do? Do, you, do the acts of love, uh, despite your lack of feeling, do you not feel tender, sympathetic, and eager to please? But in your actions, you must be tender, understanding, forgiving, and helpful. And if you do that, as time goes on, you will not only get through the dry spells, but they will become less frequent and deep. And you will become more constant in your feelings. This is what can happen if you decide to love. This is such a strong, strong statement. This whole book can be summarized in this one single quote. And so today, the first angle today we're going to talk about are those who are single. Now, I was once single, okay? Hence the ring on my hand means I'm married now, okay? So, single people. Now, it's, this is the one thing that I really enjoy about being single because this is the most amazing part of your life. And when I think about being single, I think there are so many choices for you to decide what to do. Now, some of you are single because of a choice. You haven't met someone yet, you know, and so you decide to be single. Some of you are single because you haven't met someone and you're just really, 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 really picky, okay? Like extremely picky to the point where no one likes you because you're so picky, okay? But now, for some of the high school students, middle school students, like, I'm single because simply, you know, like, literally no one likes me, right? Or you know what? Or simply because I don't want to date. And for my daughters right now, I have two. Uh, Karis is five. Addie is, is, is 10 months today. I hope Jesus comes back so I don't have to deal with dating. I hope that he just takes my whole family away in the rapture, okay? And I don't have to deal with it, right? To me, it's a scary thought because when I think about singleness, right, it's just there's just so much drama of being single. Now, Paul talks about singleness as a gift. Now, a lot of people think that it's just like a gift you just open and go, Hey, for, you know, Christmas, for, you know, Wild Elephant, hey, I got the gift of singleness, joy, you know, like, it doesn't happen that way. The gift of singleness is actually a spiritual gift. There are people out there that are spiritually saying, you know what, I'm okay, because God gave me this gift to be single. And Jesus was, Jesus was single. Some, some great writers in the Bible were single, but they had this spiritual gift, okay? So don't think like, you don't gift someone a singleness, okay? That is not the intent. So when I think of just singleness, right, it is an awkward, strange season of life. And when I think of singleness, it doesn't mean that you have to be in high school, middle school, or you're in college, or you're a young adult. It can be those who are a lot older, or even a lot, a lot older, too. And so when I think of singleness, it's an amazing time of your life to be with Christ, to be with God. Now, I went around, and I'm sorry, but I looked for single people in the church, and I gave them Play-Doh, okay? So if I gave you a Play-Doh, I want you to come up, okay? I want you to come up. So come up. I know who you are, okay? I'm going to drag you out here. So yeah, come up, come up. Come on, Danny. I know you're single, Danny. I'm sorry, man. Unless, unless you got a girlfriend last night I didn't know about, okay? If, if you got Play-Doh, come up. It's okay if you don't want to come up. Lauren, I, I gave you one, Lauren. I'm so sorry, Lauren. I got to call you out, Lauren. All right. So I want you to stand right here on the side. So let's get right there. All right, so they have Play-Doh in their hand, Okay. So I am not promoting singleness to them, okay? I'm not doing that at all, okay? What I want these fine-looking single people, they have 
a jar of Play-Doh, and I want you to scope what do you want in a spouse, okay, right now. <laughs> what do you want in a spouse? I want you to go ahead and use your imagination in the Play-Doh to scope what do you want in a spouse. So if it's kindness, then draw them like giving you flowers or something, okay? Uh, if you want them to be like handsome, then I guess like sculpt Denny or something, okay? So any which way that you want, so what do you want in a spouse? So I want you to take out the Play-Doh, okay? And I want you to sculpt it out, okay? So whatever it is. You use all of it, some of it, however you want to do it, okay? Just sculpt that. I'll give you a, like, a, like 30 seconds or a minute, okay? That's it. This, this, this is really pressure for you right now, okay? You got it, Sam? You okay? Daniel, you all right? Daniel looks confused. Jessica's good. She's an engineer. I know, I know she can handle this. Ethan's been looking for love since uh, care packages, <laughs> so he has to know what love looks like right now. Danny? All right, Lauren, you got it? All right, you got 10 more seconds. 10 more seconds. Okay, I'm gonna start with Lauren since she's finished. So we're gonna, we're gonna head on down. All right, Lauren, so well, what did you sculpt the Lauren? I sculpted a heart. A heart, so you want them to have what? It's just a big heart, an yeah, orange heart? Just, yeah, so just a caring, loving heart. Okay, so Lauren says a caring, loving heart. All right, Danny, what you got, man? Uh, I made a brain. You made a brain. Okay, good. So, is there a reason? Um, intelligence is good. Intelligence. Um, like wisdom. wisdom. Intelligence, wisdom. Okay, a little better. All right, all right. All right, Ethan. Ethan. I also made a heart. That's not a heart, man. <laughs> I, Lauren, can you show them your heart? Ethan. Ethan. Heart. Show them what, what the heck is. No, what, what is that, man? Okay, so a heart for. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Compassion. Okay, compassion, heart compassion. All right. All right, Jessica, what you got? A clock, okay. Mmm, abstract. All right, all right, what you got, Daniel? A cross. Okay, nice. Is there just, this, just a nice cross? Is there more to it? So you want them to know Christ? You want them to know, to know God? Okay, nice. Sam? A ball. <laughs> Sam's in high school, by the way, so it's not maturing, you know. She's down to earth. And she dropped to earth, all right. Can we give a, can we give a hand to her other? Oh, hold on, hold on. Don't, don't leave yet. Uh, since, since we're talking about In-N-Out, uh, 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 hopefully you'll take a date there or go, go together as a date or... <laughs> Or it's okay, or it's okay to go by yourself too. So it's totally fine. So you're single, so you do what you want. All right. So thank you so much. So you know, there's a proverb, and there's a proverb in in Proverbs 12:4, and I want you to turn to me to Proverbs 12:4, and it says this. Proverbs 12:4 says, "A wife of noble character is her husband's crown." But a disgraceful wife is like a decay in his bones. Now, the, the, the key word I want to highlight in this wisdom for you, this proverb for you, is noble character. And when I think of noble character, this is pretty simple. Uh, noble character has this. It has values, it has behaviors, it has joy, it has honor, it has identity, and it all involves the 
are those things in Christ? Right? It has to be. Are those things in Christ? And if those things are in Christ and his character, it is so grand that's through your spouse that it makes the other person have a crown. Like they are like, they're shown like this greatness that they have. So if your spouse has this character, it brings you to another level. Now, if your future spouse or spouse doesn't have this, it says that there's decay in your bones. It's, it's so bad to the point that you're probably going to die. And so when I think of like a list of, you know, what to marry and who to marry, I think of like a top three list. And when I think of a top three list, these are the three things, the top three, okay, that I think of, okay? And so when I think of top three, all right, the first thing on your list, okay, it has to be God, all right? So if you're thinking about who you want to marry, those who are singles, right, that want to be married, right, on this list, right, do they have God? And so, you know, I think Daniel said, you know, they got to be a believer. They got to know. They got to know God. And you know what? If that's on your list, oh my goodness. How many people can you filter through and go, don't know God, don't know God? All right, maybe. We'll see, right? But the next one on the list has got to be character. And there is character for sure. This noble character we're talking about, oh my goodness. This person's going, all right, well, they know Christ, they know God. And here's the last one. I put a butterfly in here because they don't have to have a butterfly, like literally a butterfly on them, okay? For six months when I was dating Ichan, I literally had butterflies in my stomach every freaking day. When I woke up, they were there. When I went to bed, they were there. When I went to poo, it was still there, okay? <laughs> it was there for six months. And I kid you not, I would wake up, bring her to school. I would walk to school with her. I would go to work and it was still there. And here's the concept. If on this list, do you actually like the person that you want to actually marry? This is a concept for you, right? Like, cool they have God, great they have noble character, but do you actually like them, right? You don't go in the fellowship and go, you know what, there is like, oh, I guess I gotta like, you know, Jennifer, she's the only girl here, you know, in this fellowship, so she has two out of three, it's okay. No, the question is that, do you actually like this person that you really want to pursue? And if that's the case, then they're going to give you butterflies, you're going to see why you actually want to be with them, and there'll be anything you wouldn't do for them at all. And so I have no idea what lists that you have, but I hope this kind of shakes up your list to seeing what is a noble person that's going to add to your list, that's going to give you a crown, you know. Uh, a couple years ago, um, I graduated from ACF, I signed the state, and so uh, I'm so blessed to be um, serving at ACF uh, Cal. Actually, uh, Cal's ACF came from here, uh, CLC started years ago. And there's many members here, actually in our church, that actually went to ACF, met each other there too. And here's a secret I didn't know. If you, people that are in here, there are people here in our church that has families and kids and all, but guess what? They were one single. And here's something more crazy. Not only they were one single, but they used to date somebody else in this church that has other kids too. So I was like, no, really? <laughs> Give me names. And so those are families. If I look at you kind of weird, it's because I know. I know who you dated, and I still scratch my head. But the amazing thing about ACF is that at the time of the state, we had a staffer. And this staffer was single for like eons, right? He was like single for the longest time. And he did so many things for me to love on me when I was a student at uh, the time of the state. Care for me, meals, fix my car 
conversations. He was the worst dating advice ever. I said, hey, Anthony, hey, man, I, I, I'm dealing with, like, I know I'm really flirty, and I flirted with, like, a, like a dozen girls at LTC. Like, can you help me? And he would be like, hmm, okay, um, I'm going to go make dinner now. I'm like, that, that's, that's it? That's all you're going to tell me? And I just remembered the way they loved me was just to be there for me to ask questions. I graduated, still single. I got married, he's still single. I had kids, he's still single. Um, I'm in grad school, he's, he's still single. I party here, I was at Wellspring, and there's this girl named Linda. She was the children's pastor uh, at Wellspring. And the, right when I saw her, I knew that was Anthony's wife. I just knew this is Anthony's wife. Now, most of you probably thought, like, dude, An's a fool, knowing him, He's going to have coffee with them, take a picture of it, okay, and ask about Anthony, okay? I didn't do that, okay? I actually got to know Linda for a couple of years, for two years, actually. I got her for two years, and I finally had the opportunity to ask Linda, hey, I think I know someone that, um, that has a list of the things you, you maybe want, and, and he might have a list of things maybe you want, too. And this is on the phone. And I said, I want, I want your permission to say, is it okay if I set you up with, with Anthony? And she said, yes. So I didn't let her go alone with Anthony. That'd be just really, really weird, okay? So like me, I was having genius ideas. I brought myself and Ichan with Anthony and Linda to have a double date, okay? And they met. And their first double date was the worst double date ever, okay? He asked for her phone number through email after meeting up with her, okay? Because he's an engineer, okay? So he's, he's kind of awkward, all right? So... Not that all engineers are awkward, but he was really awkward, okay? And after that meeting, you know, I, this is, I'm just, it's so weird. I'm trying to call him to say, hey, are you pursuing her? If not, don't waste her time. And I'm, but he's like in his 40s. I'm calling him. It just feels really weird. And so I call him one last time. I say, hey, Anthony, if you like her, can you just, uh, you know, like try a little harder? Um, like pursue her? And he was like, he just laughed. And he goes, okay, on, and he hung up on me. I was like, crap, man. And uh, here's a picture of Anthony and Linda. They got married last year, and through persistence of just not me or my wife, because honestly, I didn't know what to do afterwards, the persistence of just this list that they had, they waited 40-plus years to be together. She is Korean from Canada. He is locally from here, from Oakland, Chinatown, went to CIBC. And the story of just their love, it's amazing because they had a list of what they wanted to find in an, a spouse, and they never let go of this list. Now, it took them a long, long time. I'm not saying that for most of you here are looking to seek a, you know, a spouse and it's going to be that long, but it does happen. And when it happens, this is an example of just what beauty is, you know, Anthony and Linda. And Anthony has paid for so many things in my life, and now my ticket to go, hey, man, I gave you a wife, man. That's just, <laughs> I'm done. I gave you a wife. And he, this year, retired from ACF down the state, and now he's doing everything that he would have done when he was, quote, unquote, younger, to be married and to have and to be. And it's just amazing. They live in Santa Clara, and, uh, yeah, they're just an amazing couple. All right, our next, uh, our next angle that we're going to take a look at is... Um, Man, marriage. Now, when I think of, uh, of uh, the word married, uh, the word marriage um, comes a bunch of stuff, but 
since it's, uh, since it's Chinese, uh, Pamela said, hey, on, like, I'm wearing red because it's Chinese New Year's Eve. I was like, that's a thing? I have <laughs> never heard of Chinese New Year's Eve. I was like, cool. You listen every day. So I was like, so thinking of Chinese New Year, um, this year um, will be my wife and I's ninth year of being married. And this is a picture of us uh, 10 years ago, okay? <laughs> 10 years ago. Now, I want to say that my clear skin really brings out Ichan, you know, to my left right there. Just makes her glow. You know, yes, I had long hair. Actually, my hair was so long to one point, it's like down to my shoulders, and then Ichan made me cut it. So, um, this is 10 years ago, and my wife looks stinking the same, okay? Me, I don't know what the heck happened now, okay? It's been, it's been a while. But through our marriage, it's been, it's going to be, it's, it's nine years this June, ten years next year, and this is ten years ago, and uh, this is just, time just flies. And through our marriage, we have two beautiful children, and uh, these, are, these are our girls. This is Karis, and this is uh, Addie when she was born. Um, Addie's ten months now, and she's probably crying around like crazy. Karis is a straight ham. Um, that's a whole different story. But when I think of, you know, I think of just marriage, I think of just, what, what, what it comes with, what, what it brings. And in this church, you know, my wife and I, we really enjoy mentoring those who are getting married, those who are dating, and those who are about to get married. So when, when, I, when I say marriage or married, uh, those who are dating, those who are thinking about getting engaged, which you should do pretty soon, I'm just saying, um, these are, I grouped you in that bunch right there, to that, that group of being married. And so it is such a fun time when you're married or you're dating and about to get engaged or you're engaged this is a season of life that's just amazing. And so when I think about words in marriage, these are some of the words that I think about. And so when we just kind of scrabble the word marriage, these are some of the words that I see. Um, oh, Smiley. Okay, so one thing about our marriage that we do, you know what? I'm so sorry. Um, here's a note that I found from my wife. And I know this, it, 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 will, it probably doesn't hold true today. She's probably just going to you know, say it, it's voided already. But she says this. So we, we do something called Smiley, and it's a S-H-M-I-L, and it, what it stands for is to see how much I love you. And we just kind of put notes to each other or in the car, or I text it to her, or when I buy her a donut, I pop it on her donut, or, you know, I write it, you know, on her windshield. Like, no, okay, it sounds all creepyish, okay, I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> uh, something between just us two. And uh, I found this Smiley note she wrote to me, and this is the note that she wrote to me, and it says, on. Just dropping you a note to let you know I love you. It's been a blessing to have you as my husband. I know we don't always see eye to eye, but that's what makes us work together so right. You complete me, inspire me to be more. Thank you, love you, wifey. This is probably a long time ago because she doesn't write these notes for me ever, <laughs> ever. Now when I tell her I love her, she says, thank you. <laughs> There's literally no more notes. And literally this week we're talking about just our marriage, right? And she says, you know, Don, I don't do those things, those romantic things. That's just not me. I don't do any of it. I just, I just sit there. I'm like, that's, that's probably true. <laughs> but I still give her smiley notes. She still, every now and then, once in a while, tells me she loves me through text, you know, uh, maybe in person. But when I think of the word marriage, there are, there, are, there are all these words here. And the word marriage, we scramble all the words. Here are the words that, that comes up with marriage, Right? And it's interesting. Image, gear, germ, rage, air, game, age, ear, arm, knee, and rare. And your, your marriage is an image of who you are as you portray who you are on the outside. 
Um, and it's not where you're going to go to church or school. It's really about when you're home by yourself. And that image of who you are when you're married or dating, it is so key to who you are. Now here, when you get married, there's a saying that it's not a 50-50, right, in your relationship, right? It's 100-100. Whatever your wife has or brings with her, whatever you have, you bring it together, and it's a lot of stuff, right? Or in my case, when I was growing up, I didn't have much stuff, okay? So mine was very minimal. Each one had a lot of stuff, too, which you bring. When, we brought, when you're in a marriage, it just, there's a lot of gear involved when it comes together. Now, germs. Okay, my wife is a really germ, she's germaphobe. She just hates germs, right? So when we got married, I was like, cool, I'll get to hold the hands and like be close to her and like be near her. She's like, nah, okay, just a little space away. We, I was like this, this whole, whole thing about like washing your sheets weekly and changing your clothes and like flossing, that was all new to me. I was like, why? I left my pants there for a reason, okay? Like, don't move it. I know where I put it, you know? So in a marriage, there's a lot of germs just because I think, I think and you just find a, a balance between the two. I, you know, I'll let you just figure that out, okay? Those who are dating too, okay? Um, rage. I think your marriages when you're younger or even now, you, there's different rages. Rages of love and passion. Nah, a lot of rage of just anger and like fighting. I remember one time my wife, we were, we, were, we were in a huge fight, and we were driving, and she was like, let me out. I'm like, no, I'm driving. She's like, fine. And she opens the door, okay? She just wants to be loud. I'm like, in my head, you are one crazy time with these women, okay? Like, <laughs> a lot of times you're married, there's different kinds of rages, right? And, okay, she didn't get out of the car. She told me later on that she was just testing me. I don't know what she's doing, okay? <laughs> there's a lot of air. And I think a lot of error, I think in your marriages too, that there's, there's, there's work, right? Some spouses work farther than others, um, work more than others. There's a lot of space between you. When you have children, it changes up a whole aspect of your marriage too. When you're dating at different schools or grad school or, or you're just working, and there's so many different places that there's a lot of space between your marriage sometimes too. Uh, if you treat your marriage as a game, it will end as a game. It'll be over really, really, really quick. Marriage is definitely not a game. It is more than a game. Age, when you think about marriage, you, you age well with your, with your spouse. And it's like wine, and it just gets better and better and better. If it doesn't get better, just add sugar and butter and, uh, you know, a better haircut. I don't know. It's just, when you think about age, it just, my wife, you know, I, I can't even remember 10 years ago when we were dating. It's just insane. Ear, I have some really big ears. My wife just told me one time, look, I just want you to listen to me. Just sit, get off your phone, get off the computer, and just look at me and just listen to me. I was like, that's really, that's really, that's really hard. And she said, I just want you to listen to me. And, I, and, and I've been trying. An arm, uh, when I think of the arm, it's, it's a helping hand, or you push them away because they're really mean or you're helping your children up. An arm is just so powerful. You have two of them, right? So it means that you don't text and talk to your wife, but you have two arms, embrace your spouse, embrace your <laughs> wife, your husband. If your marriage is all about me and who you are, then it's gonna be over really, really soon. And when I think about marriages, marriages are rare. They don't come out very, very often. And when I plan, I mean, when I planned to marry Chan, I was like, all right, uh, she's the first one, and I have a couple other ones, but, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. My marriage to my wife was just one. That was it. 
That was it. I didn't, I didn't think of the word divorce. I didn't think of the words of just like leaving her. It was just one, my one opportunity to be with her. And so, those who are married, what does it mean to you? And those who are married now, you know, I, I think of like, how do you get ready for church in the morning when you come to church? This is our household. Usually, those who are single, this is how you go to church, okay? All right? Hey, Caitlin, I need a ride on Uber. Okay, I'll see you outside in 10 minutes. Uber comes. Pretty simple, right? You're there, okay? Those who are married, have no kids. Hey, honey, get up. It's time to go to church. We're going to go. Breakfast, shower, downstairs you go. You leave. This is our household, okay? Ichan, are the kids ready? No, they are not ready. Hurry up, okay? We're rushing to the door, okay? Did you bring the milk? No. You have your stuff? No. You have your shoes on? No. You have a jacket? But get in the car. Literally, I, I kid you not, okay? Ichan, where are Karis's pants? I don't know where her pants are. Where is Addie? Holy crap, Addie is still in bed, okay? Where's your stuff? Where's breakfast, okay? It is so insane when you stack up your different life stages of when you are married or what happens. And so I kid you not, I pull out the garage. We on our way. Did you close the garage? I don't know you closed the garage. Did you close? I don't remember. Let's go back. We go back. It's closed. Okay. We go further down the street. Why is there coffee dripping down our windshield? Holy crap, there's coffee on the top of the car. I remember one time coming to church, Karis had no shoes. Shalita had no shoes. And then we're in the car arguing about, it was your fault that you didn't bring the shoes. You didn't do it. Marriage is so interesting as you layer up of just where you are. And here's a proverb that we're going to go to. It's in Proverbs uh, 5, 18 to 19. And it says this. It says, may your fountain be blessed, and may you rejoice in the wife of your youth, a loving doe, a graceful deer. May her breast satisfy you always. May you ever be intoxicated with her love. There is a no secret in verse 18. And this is the verse I want to highlight to you. It says, may you rejoice in of your, may you rejoice in the life of your youth. Marriage takes work. You don't get into a relationship because, great, I got her, it's cool, I paid for the ring, like, it's done, like, you can't change it. I mean, if I were to tell you, Chan, that, look, I got you a $7,564.12 ring, and I'm done. Like, I, I, I did my duty to you, here's your ring. That ring still sits in our room, she doesn't wear it because Chan says that she doesn't want to cut people, okay, with the ring, okay, or snag stuff. I'm like, that's probably true. But it takes work. And when I think about work in your marriage is that are you gonna are you gonna outserve each other are you gonna outlove each other are you going to give everything of who you are into this relationship and if you do the other part of this verse is very non-pg-13 okay it says that there's gonna be a passion that's gonna be physical as well as mental and there's this book that i really enjoyed and it says, um, it's by Justin Brother, and he's from San Jose. And it says, he wrote a book called Date Your Wife. This is pretty cool. Date Your Wife. And one thing about dating your wife 
Um, you think, like, how do you date your wife when you already married the person? Like, that doesn't make any sense at all, right? And so, to me, I'm like, well, of course you date your wife. And so, my wife and I, we had this argument about what is dating, okay? She thinks it's like us alone, without our kids, somewhere. I said, no, it could be with our kids. We're going to have disagreements, okay? But our, when we think about dating, um, I think about just you and your spouse and whatever you're doing and whatever you're doing. And one night, I just remembered... I simply got in the room, the kids are asleep, John's in bed, and we just sat in bed. As I was massaging her toes and her feet, she likes that. She really enjoys lotion on her feet, okay? I still put lotion on her feet even when she's sleeping because I told her, hey, I put lotion on your feet. She doesn't, I don't remember because I'm sleeping. I said, well, it's on there, okay? I, I, you know, it's, it's there. I could, like, record it for you next time. She says, no, that's creepy. I said, okay, it's fine. But we just sat there, and I just massaged her feet, and we were just talking about our children, our life, our struggles, our doubt, our hurt all this stuff. And so when I think about ways for you to, to really date your wife, are you going to have the gospel that's going to drive your dating life? Justin, Justin and said this, is, may the power of the gospel drive your dating life. If God is the power of your relationship, then he wants you to thrive into putting work into your relationship. And if you're going to put work in the relationship, then it's going to be amazing. And so I thought to myself, well, if dating can be anywhere, anytime, any place, we're going to have a date right here, like right now. So I'm going to call up Bino and Eileen. Bino and Eileen, you, you're going to date right now. Okay, I'm going to call you. So come up here. Uh, <laughs> so I want you to come right here. All right, Bino, come over here, man. All right, so Eileen, uh, uh, come sit right here. Oh, hey, hey, Bino, this is so, so nice of you to get flowers for Eileen. For and that is this so so um and you know what it is, it is so nice that you brought uh, each other uh, bagels and a donut for uh, each other. Um, you, you got Eileen's her favorite a blueberry bagel, and you got yourself a, a chocolate old fashioned. You don't Wait, have is to. This really a bagel? This that's yes. You want to take it out, man? You, you can't have the bagel though. Okay. <laughs> it's for Eileen, dude. No, I'm serious. This is real. Ba- this is this is not fake food, man. Okay, so, okay, that's all right. So, okay, so yeah, you're, you're on a date now, okay? Right, so okay. this is your mic, okay? So um, this is a date. So they happen to have found a babysitter for their son. Uh, he got our flowers. He got, there's donuts and there's a bagel. Um, uh, you're going to change <laughs> You want a bagel instead of the donut? No, we're, I'm giving her both, right? Oh, you give her both? <laughs> sure, you get whatever you want to give her, man. Okay, so during this date, uh, you know, you're going to uh, um, just, just ask, you know, I mean, how is she doing? Go right there. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> I'm tired. Eileen, <laughs> so now you want to ask, you know, to h- how's he doing? Yeah, how are you doing? I- I'm not tired. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the problem. I think it's the problem. No, there's no, no, you're on a date. Don't talk to me. You're on a date. Oh, yeah. You're on a date. I'm sorry. Is that it? Is, is, that, is that how your conversation ends? I don't know. Hey, okay, okay, hey, hold on. Just, just tell her you love her. Oh, that, that. oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> you. You love her even though she's tired. And I'm sorry you're tired. <laughs> Probably because I'm not tired. <laughs> now, usually what happens in a date, 
It's gonna go further. I wouldn't have the whole time here to do that. This doesn't happen often. I'm sorry. It's no. A long time. There you go. This is, their, this is the. No, no. This, this, this is how it works, brother. Just take her out. Get her flowers, donuts. Just come to church. I'll set you up a table. It's totally fine. <laughs> now, when when we think about dating, it doesn't have to be all crazy fancy. It could be something that you both enjoy doing. Is it a walk? Is it in the car you both kids are sleeping and you're driving to Tahoe and talking about? Do you remember when we were here when we were dating? Do you have an opportunity to just remember this, you know, like during church service, you sat here when, we, when I first saw you, or I, I saw you there. There's so many different things you could do when you date, and if you are saying that you don't have time to date, well, you know, I hope this is an opportunity for you to remember that you do have time, and it could be in service right now. It could be after service. It could be you're right up. It could be at home at night, and when, date, when you think about dating your wife, if you're dating your wife with God, there's so much joy. And so can we give a, you know, Alina a hand as they're dating right now? That, that's for you, brother. Take it. Uh, that, those flowers are really from me, though. So, but that, we'll, we'll give it to, uh, it's from Vito, okay? That's yours. That's yours. Don't give it back to me. Don't give it back to me. Find ways to date your wife. My wife and I, we just found just really weird, crazy ways to date. To me, it's love of actions and, and, and actions of love that I give for her. Like in the mornings, I'll, I'll get her a donut in the car. And then she texts me, hey, babe, like, you know, I, I'm really grateful for the donuts. Can you just switch it up a little bit and give me something different? I was like, oh, you want me to switch it up? All right, I'll switch it up for you. The next day, I got her the biggest pastry in the world, okay? And I put it in the car. She said, I only ate like two-thirds of it, okay? Like I, I can't finish it. And she just chuckled and she just laughed. What are ways for you to date your spouse? And I understand that, you know, it might be a one-way street. And I asked my wife, I said, babe, can you just, like, like, do something for me? And this is what she said. She says, I'm not about that life. I'm just, <laughs> sorry. I'm just like, well, okay. I guess I'm going to go get myself something then. <laughs> That's totally fine. Now, we're going to uh, wrap up the, our third angle. And the angle is uh, blessed. And, you know, the word divorce, the word widow, or the word widower, it just sounds just so, I, I, I don't like it. It's there. I understand that. But the angle I'm going to come this is the word blessed, that there's people here in our congregation, in our church, that have gone through marriage. Uh, there's people in our congregation that have gone through marriage, that their spouses are no longer here because of um, a disease or something happened in passing away, and they're no longer here. When I think of the word blessed, is that God has given them an opportunity to be in a marriage and to see not what the relationship is about, but to see God through it, to see Christ through it. And it has to be. It has to be that way. And so a couple months ago, um, a couple months ago, um, for college ministry, uh, we did something called College Connect. And I wanted to see if any of our students just want to be connected with someone in our church just to be cared, just to be loved on. That's just not, you know, that not familiar face. And I got a whopping, huge one reply. I said, cool. If one, if you guys know me, if one student shows up to any kind of ministry or event, it is a success. I am, this is great. One is better than none, right? One is better than none. I have had ministry before in our youth group for our events where we had one youth. One youth to an event. I'm like, yes. I did not cancel basic, okay? I have, so far, I have not canceled basic ever yet. So this one person said, this is what I'm looking for and someone that I want to connect with. And I said, great. Then let me hook you up with this person. 
See, in this time, see, this time that we have together, our marriages now, those who are single or looking for a spouse, those who are dating, those who are married now, our marriages are limited. They, they, they're not going to last forever. We'll celebrate 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 wedding year anniversaries. Is that even possible? The real thing is that marriage doesn't complete us. It's God that completes us. And if you understand that God completes you in your marriage, then you were married to Christ, to God, way before you were ever married. And um, there's two pairs that I, I connected with. And um, they have, and I want them to kind of share wisdom of their connection. One is from this angle of being blessed. The other side is, is in the angle now they're, they're, that she's dating and they're, they're working towards marriage. And I was so excited to have them just connect together. And I'm going to call up um, Vanessa and Alice, and they've been meeting up for coffee. And I'm going to hear about, we can hear about their story and their wisdom. So can we call up Alice and Vanessa? So they usually meet for coffee. So there is no coffee here because there is no liquids in the sanctuary, okay? This is a rule for you, okay? So I'm going to have Vanessa and Alice just kind of share about um, one, so this is a question for you. So uh, tell, us, tell us about uh, your first impressions of each other, okay, where you first met, okay? And then what is your wisdom that you've been giving to each other? Pick one of a wisdom that you've been giving to each other. You know, it's actually, is this on? Oh, yeah, I think so. It's on? Yeah. So, um, hold on. Hello, that's on. I'm gonna grab one. Hello, hello. All right. It's funny, on that you talked about wisdom earlier about um, being thinking about proverbs, and it just so happened this week that I was just reading um, something I came across, and and it actually defines wisdom as appropriate appropriate um, application of knowledge and truth appropriate application of knowledge and truth. So it's not just about knowledge, but the application. And Vanessa, you have just shown me so much wisdom over the time <coughs> that we've met. Um, the first thing that really impressed me when on and you know had you and I hooked up was that in the midst of all your crazy schedule, I mean, between your work, your school, exercise, um, <laughs> dating and you made such an intentional effort to um, <clears throat> invest your time in building relationships uh, with all your IV group meetings and with um, your small group Bible studies and on top of that trying to make time to meet with me which I thought was just pretty crazy <laughs> I thought my schedule was bad and with your schedule and my schedule and for us to actually um, able to find a time to meet, which was really impressive to me, um, and I really appreciate it. And and you were just so um, being opened and just transparent and just being vulnerable and just opening up to me, and you didn't even know me. And things that you share with me about yourself, your family, and it, it was just. Um, and because of that, it really inspired me to be able to do the same with you, to just to open up with you. And, um, you know, God wants us to carry each other's burden, and without being open and transparent, you know, we're not able to do that. So I really 
really um, appreciate what you've shown me. <laughs> <laughs> so I think Alice was saying is that she really likes Vanessa. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I, I, I've learned so much from Alice, and I'm so humbled to have had these experiences with her and just meeting up for coffee. Um, <laughs> I was so scared the first time we were going to meet up because I was really sweaty and gross. I was like, oh dear, Jesus, protect me. Just, you know, <laughs> just give me some lotion or something. <laughs> um, and I was really sweaty and gross and, and I had this like crazy schedule that I had to be on top of. Um, but I'm so grateful for Alice and for the ways that she's been so open and so honest with me about her experiences. Um, and I think like throughout my college career, I really wanted to um, connect with a woman um, who, who fears the Lord. And I see that through Alice. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I'm so glad that I can say that I've, I've grown so much through, through the knowledge that she has poured out on me because I don't think I would have gotten that from, from people around my age. And I'm, it, it's such an honor and such a blessing, I think, that God has allowed us to cross paths. Um, and if I were to say like one thing that I took away from our, our coffee dates um, is that, you know, there, there's so much beauty in being vulnerable and open to God about whatever brokenness there is in your life. Um, and no matter how broken you are, it's just about acknowledging that and going to Jesus and handing that burden to him. And he allows us to do that through connecting with one another. Um, and I, I'm so grateful for that and for just the wisdom that you keep pouring out on me. So thank you. And I hope you know I'm grateful for you and I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so what Vanessa is saying is that she really likes Alice too. Okay. All right. So can we give a hand for Alice and Vanessa? Um, also, it was uh, Vanessa's birthday recently. So can everyone, if you see Vanessa, have a birthday, Vanessa. Oh, um, uh, grab your coffee cups because there are Starbucks coffee right. cards for you to have and to keep. So thank you so much. Our last, uh, our last proverb we're going to go to is turn to me to Proverbs 18.22. And it says this. Uh, Proverbs 18.22 says, He who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord. When you find your spouse, when you find your husband, your wife, ultimately you found God. You found him. You are blessed. You're beyond blessed. And I, I'm not going to sugarcoat that the struggles you will have from after marriage. And I'm not going to pretend to know how you feel or the struggles, the situation. I'm not going to go there. But one thing I do know is that when you, if you are here today, it's because you know him. And if you know him, you are blessed. And you are married to you're married to him. And, um, you know, what Vanessa and Alice shared, that I, I, can't, I can't make that up. I can't find that. That's that interaction with them, too, that God just really hugely blessed. We're going to end today with, um, with a saying, and it says this. And it says that wisdom, so we've been talking about a Table Talk series, thinking about ways that you could just hang out and talk and fellowship during lunchtime, plus or not. But I, want you, I really wanted to open your eyes up to, is it a CLC talk? Is this an opportunity for, for you to know the source of where you got the wisdom from, which is from God and from Proverbs, right? 
But there are so many resources here in our church that will be such an opportunity for you to get to know and to talk to and to be. Those who are single, middle school, high school, or in college, we have a plethora of young adults, adults, married, people on staff who are late or here, to just talk to you about life. They probably went to Cal. They probably are in your area. And I guarantee you, they'll be open to you to have a coffee at any time. There's people here, or vice versa. For those who are married, those who are adults, those who are young adults, just say hi to a college student. Say hi to a youth. Get to know them. Sit by them. Love on them. Care for them. Say hi. I, I remember when I was in high school, too, and the drama you had when you were dating. The drama you had, that's just your image of who you were. And as we kind of close up today, wisdom cannot survive on its own without compassion. It just can't. So what Wisdom without compassion, it's, it's nothing. It's really, really nothing. So if you're going to love one another with this wisdom that you're going to use on your marriages or different angles of your life right now, think of the word compassion. And compassion for those that are going through really hard relationships right now. Compassion to those that are struggling to find who they are. Or have compassion to those that you simply want to pray for in a relationship. Or your marriages or your spouse each other. And when I think about this table talk of marriage, there's so much we talked about. And it shouldn't and it won't end here this Sunday with a simple message to you. I pray and I hope that you dive into the main source, which is the Bible. And you dig deep into the Word and what it talks about different angles of your life right now. And more importantly, too, is that do you know Christ? Do you know Jesus? Is the gospel in you for you to understand God's divineness for marriage for you? Let's pray. Lord, we, uh, we come to you because you are an amazing God. We come to you because we want you to have a life that is filled of mercy, grace, of wisdom, of love. And so, Lord, as we enter this Super Bowl Sunday. It's, uh, life is more than just a big game. Life is you. Life is all of you. So as we come before you, Father Lord, may we just be reminded, Father Lord, what it means to, to have you, to have you as a groom. We are the bride. So Father Lord, wherever relationships we're at, however we're walking, where we want to be. May the gospel of our Lord take us there. May it cover us, Lord. May it overflow from us, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen.